Hey, everybody. Welcome to our last Wednesday night. It's crazy to think that this is, this is it, right? And so we're, we've been excited um, and are, you know, obviously it's weird being online, but we're, we're excited to be here tonight and still do what we've been doing all semester long. And so tonight is actually our last, you know, Wednesday night teaching for, um, for now um, with our main teaching series, but we'll also have Christmas communion that's happening on, on the, the Wednesday after Thanksgiving break. Um, so stay tuned for that because that'll be, that'll be a virtual thing as well. But we've been working hard to, to still provide that content for you guys and, uh, you know, still continue on. But today we're going to take a look at the last method in the madness. And so as we've, you know, charged on for the past six weeks, and now this is the, the seventh teaching in this series, we've been looking at different spiritual disciplines to help us when, you know, the madness of life comes in and, and things that'll help us that, that are methods in the madness. And so tonight we're looking at, at a, the discipline of celebration, which is kind of funny. Um, so the book that we've, uh, you know, kind of been, been the outline of this series is called The Celebration of Discipline by Richard Foster. And so celebration is in the name. And so it makes sense that celebration would be one of the disciplines. And so... Um, one point that I want us to, to know and make note of when it comes to celebration is that celebration is pivotal to our relationship with Jesus. What we need to know is that celebration in, in our lives is central to all the other disciplines as well. I know you might be wondering, like, like why is that? You know, why, why does celebration matter? And, and the thing is, if we don't celebrate, then the other disciplines will end up going by the wayside. They become purposeless. That seems like a bold claim, but, but Richard Foster in that book, this, this is what he says about these, the, you know, if, if, if celebration isn't there and how, um, you know, those disciplines kind of go by the wayside. Without joy, the spiritual disciplines become dull and boring. Without joy, also celebration, you know, we will abandon them. And when you think about it, it makes sense, Right? As we've looked, these, these are the, the six different um, disciplines that we've looked at so far. And like if celebration is absent, you know, these, these things wouldn't, wouldn't go well. Like if we aren't celebrating, then prayer just becomes a thing and we begin to doubt if God really hears us. If we aren't celebrating, then we're fasting for no reason. Even if we're fasting during a hard season, we're doing it because we're celebrating what God can do. If we aren't celebrating God, then solitude gets replaced with bus- busyness. If we aren't celebrating, then Bible study isn't desired. It's not what, what you know, is implanted in our hearts. If we aren't um, celebrating, we won't submit to what God wants to do through us. And if we aren't celebrating God, then worship just becomes empty, just becomes another thing we do. If we are truly transformed by Jesus, then celebration should flow through us. Joy of the Lord and celebration comes from time walking with the Lord. It, it takes, you know, it, it seems funny, but it takes time. It takes time for us getting to know God, the person who's created us and made us unique. And so mainly tonight, what we're going we're gonna to talk about is how to celebrate. And that's, that's fun and that's awesome, right? Like, like we get to literally talk about tonight how to celebrate Jesus. And so if you have your notes... Um, just go ahead. We'll, we'll have notes, you know, that, that are popping up 
um, throughout the night as well. Um, if you have the YouVersion Bible app, we have all the notes and scriptures on there as well. But if you have, if you know you're, you're in your journal and you're taking notes, just, just write at the top how to celebrate. And we're going to look at five ways that we can celebrate God and, that, and five ways that we should celebrate God. And so the first one is noise. That's right, make noise. We celebrate God by, by making noise. And so this, you know, it looks a lot like worship on, you know, that we tend to see on, on Wednesday evenings and Sunday mornings. But it doesn't just have to be in church on Sundays. It can be letting out loud, letting it out loud when you're on your drive to work. You know, it could be with friends while you're in your apartment, you know, making food or, you know, that, that's one of the, one of the things that, that my wife and I love to do is, you know, have worship music as we're, we're you know, making a meal. Or maybe it's, uh, you know, as we're cleaning, we, we listen to worship music and we sing, we make noise to God for, for all he's done for us. Um, and, and the fun thing is, you know, especially when you're by yourself, you can belt out, belt it out loud and, and, you know, not worry about who's around you. You can just make the loudest noise you want. And so I have a good story about belting out, you know, worship and praise. Um, the, the best story, like, as I was thinking of, like, like, what's a good story about making noise? So Caitlin and I used to live in Connersville for, for a little bit. And I always got home before Caitlin, and she was a teacher, and so, she, you know, she would stay after school and, ha- you know, finish up work there, and, and I would get home, and so I would tend to, you know, like, play video games or, um, you know, watch TV, maybe clean some different parts up from the house, um, but there is, for some reason, this one day in particular, I don't know what came about me, because I hardly ever, like, just just would, would sing in general, but for some reason, like, like I just had this desire to sing, and, and not just sing, like, you know, with my best singing voice, but, like, just literally as loud as I could, like, sloth from the Goonies, like, you know, the, hey, you guys, like, like, that was what was coming out of my mouth, singing, and, and so I don't know why, it was just a dude being a guy, the usual, you know, so anyways, like, while this was going on, all of a sudden I hear something wrestling in our bedroom. And I was like, oh shoot, I'm not alone. And so, of course, Caitlin was home, and she had come home early that day because she just wasn't, you know, necessarily feeling the best. And she comes out, and, and I ask her, like, did you hear that? <laughs> and she was like, hear what and like in her her head she's just like you know just just playing along with it and it's like obviously I heard that like like you're you're screaming out loud like of course I heard that and and so I told her I was like yeah you know the singing and she's like oh yeah yeah like I definitely heard that and then she just started busting out laughing because it was hilarious and very embarrassing on my part but it was hilarious and but I think there's something there like, what if we weren't afraid to just give shouts of praise to God? Like, if you go to a sporting event where crowds go wild, they yell because they're celebrating their team. Well, what if we did the same thing with God? What if we just let it all out to God, made noise for Him? I think He would enjoy that. I think He would love that we want to make a joyful, loud noise to Him. And so, um, I want to take a look 
at Psalm 150. Um, like I said before, you know, we'll have the scriptures on the screen. If you have U version, you know, you can check out, um, you know, the, the scriptures on there. So we're going to look at, actually, it's the, the final psalm that we find in scripture, um, Psalm 150. And it's a psalm, you know, just about praising him with noise, literally with noise, as we're going to see. So this, this is what the scriptures say. Praise the Lord. Praise God in his sanctuary. Praise him in his mighty heavens. Praise him for his mighty deeds. Praise him according to his excellent greatness. Praise him with trumpet sound. Praise him with lute and harp. Praise him with tambourine and dance. Praise him with strings and pipe. Praise him with sounding cymbals. And praise him with loud clashing cymbals. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Let's celebrate God and what he's done for us by making noise. That's, that's the first way we celebrate. And the second way we celebrate, this might be, be a little bit of a, a shocker, but it's a, it's a laugh. Like, like, we can enjoy laughing. Like, you know, I know for some of us, we think, you know, maybe, maybe this life of faith is all about, you know, hardship and suffering. But even in those times, there's still joy to be found in God. Faith is not meant to just be this terrible thing where we have no enjoyment at all. Like, you can enjoy being with God and serving God and, and you know, having fun with Him and laughing because laughing, you know, is a joyful noise to God. He loves hearing us laugh. And, you know, if I think, when I think back with all the different parts of Scripture we read, you know, with Jesus hanging out with different people, you know, like he had friends, um, you know, he had the disciples, and, you know, he often would, would hang out and eat with people, you know, eat with sinners. He would even eat with the, the different prophets, or not prophets, the, the different Pharisees, you know, the religious leaders. Like, he would sit down and hang out with people. And I'm sure that, you know, it just wasn't all um, super high-profile conversations, super, you know, grammatically correct and all that. Like, like, I think Jesus probably would have said he, he let loose. Like, we don't necessarily specifically read that Jesus, you know, told Peter a joke about the the fish that they caught that day, but like I'm pretty sure Jesus enjoyed laughing because laughing is an emotion, or not emotion, but but something that God has given us to do. And so one way that we celebrate God is by laughing. And some of my favorite memories with my friends that are also followers of Jesus is laughing. Because we've made memories together and we can remember those things together and have that joy of laughing together. So I want to look at another psalm, Psalm 126. And in this psalm, we, we read, it's a, it's a praise from the Israelites that's a part of a group of psalms that are called the Psalms of Ascent, which are songs that were sung by pilgrims that were on their way to worship God in Jerusalem. And so that's a different story for another day. We could, you know, that's a sermon series alone. So we're not going to get into the, to what all that is uh, today, um, but this the song of praise happen is happening like it's it's a uh, you know these the Israelites have um, you know just returned from a long time of exile and so um, we're going to look at at what what this says it's Psalm one twenty six um, and so let's let's take a look it's a 
titled, Restore Our Fortunes, O Lord. When the Lord restored the fortunes of Zion, we were like those who dream. Then our mouth was filled with laughter and our tongue with shouts of joy. Then they said among the nations, the Lord has done great things for them. The Lord has done great things for us. We are glad. Mm. We are glad. And so it even says, you know, our mouth was filled with laughter, our tongue with shouts of joy, make noise, right? And also laughter. And so the Israelites would have been celebrating all that God had done for them. And we get to do the same thing. We give God celebrating when we're filled with joyful laughter. Um, the next thing we get to do in celebrating God is one of my, my favorite things, and it's creativity. Us, right? Creativity. And, you know, for some of us, we're like, what, what do you mean creativity? Like, like, I don't have a creative bone in my body. And, and what my hope is, is that after talking about this, is that that might be something that's a challenge to you, is to go discover that creative bone in your body. But creativity is something we celebrate God with. And like, when we think about it, like, God created the world. Like, this beautiful world. And, and I know, like, like, some of us are like, I don't know if it's too, too beautiful. But like, like, think of all the things that, that God has done to make this place work. We're at, you know, the specific um, amount of, uh, you know, light year or not light years but like miles away from the sun so that we don't burn up like there's millions and billions of stars in the sky so many different galaxies that we don't even know about our world has like seasons like you know spring summer fall winter and like a uniform form way like it you know we don't just have winter randomly in june sometimes like like it always happens in the same time of year like there's so much creativity that god has shown in the world and in the galaxy and in the universe and he calls us to create as well and if you know anything about us like like the staff in general like like, um, we all have different hobbies and things that, that we love to do. Um, things that are, are creative, I would say. I love woodworking and writing and working with my hands. My wife is a teacher, and she does an amazing job at, like, finding ways to help kids understand what they need to know for, for school. For, to me, that's pretty creative. Adam is deeply creative um, with songwriting, and oftentimes he writes songs specifically for, for the students that, that are here for a certain amount of time. Like, that's, that's been often the case. Hannah crochets and sews a lot. Erin, Adam's wife, is a full-time artist. We have tons of students who are crafty and creative, who, you know, crochet, who, who do art, who do drawings, who, you know, lead different RPG games, like all these different creative things that, that can happen. Like for some of us, we also love, you know, like, like doing landscaping and, and stuff like that, things that, that make, you know, beauty from, from the mess, if you will. And so creativity is something we can use to celebrate God with, if we let that be our mission. So in Exodus, 
Moses was given plans to construct the tabernacle where God's presence would dwell, and um, he gave specific plans for, for a guy whose name is Bezalel. Um, one of my um, recently favorite stories in scripture, um, just because like I think there's a cool call there that gives us permission to be creative, that allows us to engage culture with the different gifts and passions that God gives us. So this is the first six verses in Exodus 31. The Lord said to Moses, See, I have called by name Bezalel, the son of Uri, son of Hur, of the tribe of Judah, and I have filled him with the Spirit of God, with ability and intelligence, with knowledge and all craftsmanship, to devise artistic designs to work in gold, silver, and bronze, in cutting stones for setting, and in carving wood to work in every craft. And behold, I have appointed with him a whole Huliab, however you say his name, <laughs> the son of ah- Ahesamach of the tribe of Dan, and I have given to all able men ability that they may make all that I have commanded you. Bezalel was filled with the Spirit of God to be creative. That same Spirit that filled him lives in you, and he lives in me. And so through my woodworking, I have more conversations with God than anywhere else. I know that might sound silly, you know, like, like how, how does that happen? And, and the cool thing is, is like, it's, it's unbelievable to me that you can take like, just at the beginning, just straight boards of, you know, all different sizes and be able to, you know, cut the wood down and sand it down and put it together and stain it and have a bench that you can put around the table, or even build a table. And to me, it's, it's cool seeing something that, that's just plain Jane, something that's, that's not really something, and you can take it and make a masterpiece out of it. And I think that's what God does with us. He sees us where we're at, and He creatively makes us new. He implants His Spirit in our hearts, We all have the the Spirit dwelling within us. And a part of that means that we get to be creative. Just as God has been creative with us and made us new. And so after creativity, another way that we, we get to celebrate God is feast. And let me tell you, I love food. And maybe some of you are saying like, 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 wait, I think there's a scripture in the Bible that talks about being a glutton. And to that, yeah, I would say, yeah, you're right. Um, there, there, I, was, I, I thought there, you know, I was going to see how many scriptures were, were about this, but there are several verses that talk on, on gluttony. And while that's true, there are also a lot of scriptures that talk into feasts and how they're actually a celebration of God. Gluttony is different than feasting. Gluttony is an idol when you're consuming too much of anything. Could be food, could be screen time. It could be a number of things. But feasting is when you're enjoying a meal with friends and loved ones and remembering the impact that God has on you. In Nehemiah 8, we read about the Israelites getting permission from Nehemiah to enjoy a feast after they have returned from a time of exile and Jerusalem had been built back up again. This is, this is what scriptures say. And Nehemiah, who was the governor, and Ezra, the priest and scribe, and the Levites who taught the people said to all of them, This day is holy to the Lord your God. Do not mourn or weep. For all the people wept as they heard the words of the law. Then he said to them, Go your way. 
eat the fat and drink sweet wine and send portions to anyone who has nothing ready for this day is holy to our lord and do not be grieved for the joy of the lord is your strength so the levites calmed all the people saying be quiet for this day is holy do not be grieved and all the people went their way to eat and drink and to send portions and to make great rejoicing because they had understood the words that were declared to them they were told to enjoy food and drink because that was a holy day for myself and caitlin we're a part of a, a small group at maryland community church and, and we we love our group i mean each week we get to um, go on monday nights to to one of one of the group members houses we have a we share a meal together like like every week we get to sit down and 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 eat with one another and to hear each other's stories and to to get to know one each other it's a feast every week of celebration to god that we get to to come together again and so think about the feast that you may have you know you, you think like there's birthdays um thanksgiving christmas easter many other times that that you might get to feast enjoy the time think back about the many amazing things that god has done for you let his spirit move and recognize he's there with you as you enjoy celebrating together and the last way that we can celebrate god is through culture and you know you might hear that at first and like like what what do you mean culture god wants us to engage culture he doesn't call us to i mean he calls us to you know be different of course but as god is the creator of the universe like like he's created this place like doesn't it make sense that we could engage culture with the gospel it doesn't mean you know we necessarily are you know doing christian things all the time but like we could do things that are part of the secular world for a christian purpose for a purpose to show others the love of jesus so you know when we we think about it like like the christmas holiday for example getting ready to enter into it and for me i love christmas i love it because like you know all the decorating i love the you know putting up the christmas tree watching all the christmas movies and and of course like celebrating the birth of jesus because that's hope jesus came to this earth he came to this earth to eventually take on all of our sins at his death and then rise defeating death once and for all and so we have this message of hope forever and so for me i love celebrating christmas because anything that i do with it is because i'm celebrating the birth of jesus during thanksgiving we all you know tend to enjoy a huge feast um, but like maybe for us it's going around the table and think you know saying one to five things we're thankful to god for in this past year at easter we have the amazing opportunity to do like easter egg hunts and you know color eggs and do do all that kind of stuff because we're celebrating the resurrection of jesus we're celebrating that moment in history when when jesus literally rose from the dead defeating it once and for all and for halloween you know we we can have fun by giving out candy and watching the joy on kids faces and we know that you know like not all people dress up and and you know some people have their beliefs in that so we, so we're not going to you know debate like whether that's that's right or wrong like you know but but instead of dubbing halloween as a pagan holiday that focuses on the forces of evil 
What if instead we celebrated Christ's victory over the darkness? What if that was the focus? What if that was the focus? We can also celebrate our differences together. What I love about God is that he's the most creative being there will ever be because, well, he is God, right? (laughs) Um, You know, like, one of the biggest things is, like, for me, when you look even on, like, social media, because that expands so much of the people you see and you know, do you really see anybody that looks the same? You know, even identical twins, like, I know some people are going to be like, well, there's twins, and they look the same. Even identical twins, there are differences among them, whether it's height, weight, um, you know, even like, you know, like there, there are things like scars and things like, like freckles or, um, you know, moles or, you know, like, like not going to get to every detail, but there are things that are, that are always different among people. Like that's why once you find something that's a little bit different about a twin, you can recognize which twin is which because there are differences. Everybody is unique, and God has made you unique. And so we get the opportunity to celebrate God through celebrating each other. We can celebrate by having someone from a different country, you know, by, by having them come into our home and, and maybe bringing like an authentic dish um, to our house that we can eat, that we can enjoy. Like that, to me, is fun. Like, like we had... Um, you know, some friends over, um, some of you know uh, Rodrigo and Natalia. We had some friends over, and, and they made one time, like, a, a, an authentic Brazilian dessert, and it was honestly one of the greatest desserts I've ever had in my life. <laughs> but we have that opportunity to celebrate God by celebrating one another, celebrating the differences that we might have. We can invite people into our home for a meal that are different than us, have a discussion that doesn't demean each other, but instead seeks to start changing the world for God. Seek to change the world with the gospel. God gives us culture, so we should celebrate it. I've said this quote before, like, you know, like last year, maybe two years ago, but I love this quote so much. It's from Mr. Rogers, and if you know me, I'm a Mr. Rogers guy. I I love his heart, um, you know, the life that he lived and, and how he honored God faithfully. But at the end of every one of his shows in Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood, he ended with the same words, you've made this day a special day by just your being you. There's no person in the whole world like you, and I like you just the way you are. Let's celebrate God's love by celebrating each other. Celebration is important as it's the way of Christ's heart. Jesus left giving joy and celebration to the disciples. Jesus said to the disciples, these things I have spoken to you that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be full. Celebration is central to all the other spiritual disciplines. Jesus loves it when we celebrate him. As we celebrate the other disciplines that bring us closer to Jesus, we'll we'll begin more and more naturally flowing from our hearts. It becomes easier to pray because we're celebrating God, even in the hard seasons, like, like we have that anchor for our soul, as scripture talks about. We love coming to him in worship. We love, you know, being, being creative in our worship. It becomes easier to study the Bible because we want to know the God 
who has changed us forever. We begin this, this uh, willingness to fast because we know that, that maybe for a season we need to prepare for something. Or maybe, you know, it's, it's a time where we're struggling and not knowing like, like what God's calling us in to do. And so we can fast celebrating that God has direction for us. And so as we celebrate, there's five ways that we can celebrate that we've talked about tonight. Make noise. Make a joyful shout to the Lord. God loves it when we're willing to, to just give him praise and, and make noise. We can laugh together. We can laugh together. Like, it's okay to laugh. Have fun with it. Enjoy getting to spend time together and, and have that celebration of laughter. Embrace creativity. Embrace it. What can you be creative with? Number four, feast together. Feast and take time to like remember God and what he's done for you, each of you. Finally, we celebrate culture together. As we end, let's celebrate Jesus and all he's done for us from this day forward. God, thank you for tonight that we've been able to just come to you and learn about, um, you know, just spiritual disciplines in general over the past Wednesday nights um, that this series has been going on, these methods and the madness. And I pray, God, that tonight, as we've talked about celebration, that that would flow from our souls, that we would celebrate you day in and day out and what you've done for us, that your gospel has changed us forever, that we are made new. We are a new creation because of what you've done for us with Jesus, that Jesus came here willingly to be a sacrifice for us, and it brought him joy to do so. And so, God, I pray that we celebrate that, that we love um, getting to, to be a restored creation in you, and that day in, day out, that we just, we just celebrate you and all you're continuing to do from this day forward. In your name we pray. Amen.